Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nat. Oh, that was just horrible timing. Hello, Nat Town. Welcome to Nat's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is such a great time. I've been on the show. Can I say booger? Uh, this is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball, joined tonight by the Gassy Doghouse after the Nationals' 5-1 win over the San Francisco Giants in the nation's capital doghouse. It was all about Gio Gonzalez tonight. Six hits, two runs, one earned when he faced the Giants in 18th Park last weekend. Uh, two and two and two July outings and five July outings with a 270 ERA, a 227, 306, 391 line against and 30 innings pitched. The good Geo was in Nationals Park tonight, three scoreless on 42 pitches to start. Uh, first hit allowed is in the fourth. It's a solo home run by Angel Pagan that made it 3-1 at the time. The only run he gave up, two hits total allowed, seven strong innings, uh, seven Ks, I believe, on the night for Geo Gonzalez. Looked like he had everything working out there. One walk allowed. Dusty Baker, after the game, gave his quick scouting report on what he saw from Gio. Um, he had good command. He had his changeup working tonight, an occasional breaking ball. He threw his fastball in and out, which kept him honest. He threw a good game. I don't know if he shook Ramos off at all, Baker said, but you could tell they were on the same page on what he wanted to throw. Uh, just a dominant outing from Gio. You get Gio Gonzalez showing up as a good Gio every once in a while here towards the end of the season. The Nationals have four strong in the rotation right now, and that fifth spot still a little bit of a mystery with Joe Ross, uh, even more uncertain now, but top four are going strong, and Gio Gonzalez is really good tonight. Yeah, I guess we'll say he's doing it up Big Willie style. Uh, I, I saw a little snippet of an interview with him in the locker room because he kept talking about how he was trusting Willie and Willie was putting it down and that was what he was throwing. Uh, so I guess we can finally put to rest the, the narrative about Lobatone being Gio's personal catcher and him being unable to do anything without him. Uh, <laughs> I, I was looking at the stats today trying to figure out what what it was that was there something unique about his outing today that was so successful. Uh, all right, uh, he, got, uh, he got a K per inning. That's good. Uh, he only had one walk, also good. Um, I was looking at the ground ball rate because uh, Gio has been less of a power high strikeout guy this season then he has been sort of returning to the form of being uh, a ground ball pitcher, which is kind of, which if you remember back to 2012, is, is how Rizzo sold him when he first brought him to D.C. as, as a, a power lefty arm who is uh, a ground ball guy. And today, uh, okay, he got some outs on the ground, but it really it was only 40%. Um, I think we can attribute the success recently to limiting the walks. He's still going to long counts on occasion, not as much today, but uh, he's having a little bit better luck with staying in the zone, not losing people after he gets ahead of them 0-2 and then ending up walking them. Uh, so may, maybe this is a fluky run, but maybe this is Gio turning the corner here and growing out his hair enough to, uh, uh, <laughs> to get back some of his fishing power. I'll just let you know that you're uh, simpatico with Dusty Baker's uh, assessment of what was going wrong for Gio in those stretches, just to quote him from the postgame. Probably some untimely walks. Also, we didn't get him a whole bunch of run support, and 
Uh, also, he had trouble to get to two, uh, trouble getting two quick strikes on somebody and ending up three-two or walking him, and then he gave up a number. He was almost out of trouble a lot of times. Gave up a number of two-out base hits, which which is deflating. So, Dusty Baker seems pretty much on the same page with you from what you're seeing with Gio. He also talked about how important having Gio uh, going well down the stretches, as I just mentioned before. He said you're getting a more and more confident Gio because he gets more and more confidence in himself. We all know what Gio can do. He went through a bad stretch there, but hopefully it's over and never to return. And you can run four straight out there. Uh, you know, Strasburg, Scherzer, Hannah Roark, who just continues to impress. And then Gio on top of that, it's going to make for some tough series for opposing teams. And, and it very well should make for some tough series from opposing teams. You know, I, I'm tired of coming into – uh, coming into matchups and saying, oh, oh my gosh, are, are we up against a one and two? You know, we only have one or two guys who are, are, are pitching well right now. Are, do, are we going to get them both in this series? Uh, it's certainly nice to, to sit back and think, all right, we've got four guys up right now out of the, I guess there are only four pitchers in the rotation at this point, but they're, they're all on reasonably good streaks right now. Uh, they all have pedigrees. I, I grant you they've, they've had some unevenness, but this season have put together a, a lot of good starts. You know, Scherzer is Scherzer. All right, he's going he's gonna to have the bad outing. He's going to give up the long ball. Strasburg, uh, Strasburg is Strasburg only even more this season. Uh, now that he has the potential regularity of seven more years in D.C., he can just bear down and do nothing but get outs and more outs and more outs. Roark is, I don't know why we're, we're still surprised by Roark that he's so good, but somehow we are, uh, and, and pleasantly so. And now Gio putting together uh, a, a string of, of serviceable and even downright decent or good outings, just like he did at the beginning of the year. Uh, it's, it's more than fine. Uh, if you happen to fill in that fifth spot with, random double-A person or uh, not-quite-fully-baked Lopez or Giolito, I, I, I'm willing to have that audition spot every, every fifth start, depending on your off day. Uh, this, is, uh, this is promising for the rest of the season so far. Not to delve into the negative on a night when everyone's on a high after a nice game by the Nationals, but there was the announcement before the game that Joe Ross was pulled off of his rehab assignment. He was supposed to make another start today, still experiencing uh, soreness in the shoulder, however, so he's not coming off the DL right away. Dusty Baker kind of explained that by doing this, you don't run out of the uh, – there's like a allotted amount of re- rehab time that you're allowed to be on a rehab assignment, so they can start that clock over again and make sure he's healthy there, but – concerned about a setback with Joe Ross seemingly. Uh, they didn't go into much detail about what the problem is other than to say that he's still experiencing some shoulder uh, soreness in the shoulder and they want to get it out of there before they even think about bringing him back up to the majors. Well, if, if this were last season uh, with, with the previous medical corps in the Nats, I would have made a joke about how they expect him to be able to pitch well with his remaining arm when he comes back from, uh, comes back from his current DL stint. But uh, I, I'm hoping that what they're doing now is, is getting out ahead of whatever issue there is. And rather than trying to bring him back too quickly and possibly aggravating him and sending him back for another longer deal, stand fine. They're just going to skip that spot and, and start over again and make sure when he comes back, he can stay up for the rest of the season. 
Uh, and maybe this means we get to see Austin Voss. <laughs> Finally. Oh, it pleases a lot of people. Uh, Jeff Samard on the mound for the Giants tonight. Four runs on seven hits versus the Nats in AT&T Park last week. Took the loss. Uh, the Giants are 11-10 and 10 in his start so far this year. Losses in five of his last six. He's 2-5 and five with a 6-2-9 ERA in his last 11 starts before tonight. He was down 2 nothing early after back-to-back-to-back singles by Worth, Harper, Murphy, and a sack fly by Ramos. Uh, Murphy drove in a run with the third one there, of course. Sack fly by Ramos made it 2 nothing. Trey Turner double sack fly in the third to make it 3 nothing, And Turner turns on a 1-1 fastball line drive home run to the left, 4-1, to which is kind of upsetting for Gio Gonzalez, I'm sure, as he hit warning track power right before that. But Turner shows off the power again. Uh, Ramos follows number 17, a career high for Ramos. Uh, makes it 5-1 to at that point. That's how it ended. But uh, another shaky start from Samarja, who's had a rough stretch here and uh, more power by the offense. Uh, Nationals getting it done, uh, driving in a few runs, generating some stuff, and then getting a long ball on top of it. Yeah, it, it was nice to see a, a variety of scoring mechanisms here. You know, it, it seems like I, I'm forced to make the joke of can the Nats only score with, with the home run? Can the Nats not score with the home run? You know, they, they, they managed to score with base hits, sack flies, and home runs here. So I, I, I don't know where to go to, to, to make my, my sarcastic comment about, uh, you know, winning by, by method A instead of methods B or C. Um, the, the Nats putting up a win against a struggling pitcher does, does not bother me. Uh, had the Nats not put up a win against a struggling pitcher, that would have bothered me an awful lot more. So I, I'm certainly willing to uh, take yes for an answer here, e- even though I'm I'm worried about Turner getting Homer happy. I mean, we saw what happened when uh, when Denard Span embraced his old man power and oh wait, he hit like 310 or something after that. Okay, well we'll we'll see what what young man power here can do for uh, do for Trey Turner, who is uh, I, I think making Ben Revere more and more nervous with each start he gets. Speaking of old man power, as I get another fantastic <laughs> transition in there, uh, Jason Worth is still telling everyone out there they can kiss his bleep. Uh, 36 game on base, on base streak going after he gets on base tonight. Uh, yeah, where is it? 32 hits, 26 walks, uh, 387 OBP going into tonight's game. Uh, what did he do tonight? Sorry, one for four. I didn't have his numbers written down, but the run scored. A 36-game on-base streak is the longest, uh, tied for the longest uh, in the majors this year with the Miami Marlins' Marcelo Zuna. 36, he put between uh, April 21st and May 29th. So, worth is one game away from the longest on-base streak in the majors so far. Uh, We've discussed before how Dusty Baker said that it just takes a while for him to get warmed up and once you get that old engine revving, it goes a little more. Uh, Jason, tonight he said Jason is a veteran. He knows how to play, and he's been very valuable in that two-hole. If your leadoff man doesn't get on, there's a good chance that Jason is going to get on. He can still hit that ball out of the ballpark. He can clutch hit if that existed. No matter where he is in the lineup, he just missed a couple <laughs> balls tonight. Sorry, I'm also editing as I go along reading my uh, hastily written down uh, post-game quote, but 
you just have to be impressed with what Jason Worth's doing here. Just at the right time, too, they move him into that two hole. He starts getting on base, and as Baker said, you know, the leadoff guy doesn't get on. Trey Turner's getting on more than the previous guys had, but if he doesn't, you still have Worth up there taking patient ABs and letting everyone see what the other pitcher has to offer and over the last 36 games getting on base at a regular pace. Yeah, I don't know if old man power is exactly the appropriate uh, <laughs> segue for uh, a seeing eye signal single that that bounced off the, the pitcher's glove and sort of threaded its way between a couple of fielders there, but uh, he's he's certainly a canny veteran, and we we've, we've talked a lot of times about his excellent strike zone knowledge and the the approach he takes into each at bat where he he comes in with a plan and a good awareness of what pitchers are going to try to do to him and what he can do to try and, and counteract and take advantage of their plan. And he, he's uh, the result of that combined with a little bit of luck because that's how anything works in baseball is, has resulted in this streak that he's got going now, which is getting more and more fun as it goes along. And after about, you know, 50 more games where he gets on base, he'll actually be approaching the record, which I think is like 85 games or something crazy like that. Uh, but Worth is a valuable piece here. And it's, as, as you know, a, a fan who plays baseball manager sim games on computers, it, it, it astonishes me that batters would take different approaches depending on where they are in the lineup. That, that shouldn't matter at all. But it does to a lot of players. And, you know, Worth has certainly come out and explicitly said, when I'm batting second, you know, I think about, how I approach my at-bats a different way. I take a different approach, and it's a really good approach. Uh, he, he has this, you know, the prototypical worth at-bat of get behind 0-2, work it to 3-2, and, you know, then hit a single the other way. This is a guy who can work counts, see pitches, take the walk, get the hits, and put the ball over the wall now and again if you make a mistake to him. Uh, it's it's everything you love about a veteran uh, and that you need to see in an experienced hitter. And having him put it all together like that in a two-spot, I, I hope that Dusty never moves him because I think his, his approach is about perfect for his skill set right now. Wilson Ramos, uh, we mentioned before, career-high 17th home run tonight. Uh, he has hits in 17 of his last 21 games. Did he get a multi-hit game tonight? No, just one hit tonight, but multi-hit games in six of his last 13. Uh, we heard Dusty Baker earlier this week kind of put it out there that he hopes that uh, Ramos could sign an extension at some point. Uh, it's getting to that point where with the season he's having and with the time left in the season, I don't know if there's any way he does because he's setting himself up for a nice payday, but are you with Dusty Baker and wanting to see them bring Ramos back? Do the injury concerns from the past bother you, or do you think he's kind of developed into the sort of catcher you might want to lock up through his you know, 31-32 year season? He's good now, and he'll be good forever. Sign him, sign him, sign him. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but uh... – as we've mentioned before, I don't see a whole lot of catchers out there in the organization that they could bring up that I think could play right now. So it's definitely interesting going forward for the Nationals to make a decision on this or else they might have to be looking for a closer and a catcher in the free agent market this winter. Yeah, I, I, 
I think it's, you know, maybe they'll be able to come to an arrangement with, uh, with Melanson, uh, especially if, if the Nats have success in the postseason and he decides that he'd like to stay on a winning team, maybe, maybe that'll also work with Ramos. Um, I think hoping that the, the Kaboom brothers are ready for next season is, is not going to be uh, a low-risk strategy. Uh, of course, that's going to be less expensive than, uh, than, than paying Ramos with the success he's had this year. But, gosh, how, how, how great would it be to have, uh, have Ramos in the lineup for a few more years? Dusty wants him around. We'll see if Mike Rizzo gives him what he wants. Uh, 7.05 again tomorrow night. Nationals 65 and 44 after the win. Got a Matt Kane and Steven Strasburg matchup. They shifted the rotation around a little bit, and they're robbing us of the Bumgarner Strasburg, but uh, we'll settle for Matt Kane and Strasburg. 15 and 1, 263 ERA, 161 Ks going into it. Uh, 7.05 again tomorrow night, as I mentioned. That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Good to talk to you again, sir. Welcome back to the show. We missed you. We miss Dave. He's out watching Seattle play right now, talking to Drew Soren. So hopefully we'll all get together on the show tomorrow night. Go Nats. Dave said stuff. He doesn't have a catchphrase. 